I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Barbara and Icicle's date went well. Cindy's so good at hurting things. Do not make me remove my hood. You don't have to because everyone basically knows who you are, Courtney. We're talking DC Star Girl Season 1, Episode 8, Shiv Part 2. The AfterBuzz After Show starts right now, and we have the illustrious Star Girl panel amongst us. Hello, all Star Girl panel. Of course, coming in, Shay Jones, aka the resident know it all. Hi, Shay. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm so excited to talk about Shiv Part 2 because it was so lit. Well, thank you for using every single urban slang word you knew in that one phrase. Of course, when it comes to urban slang, no one knows it better than Alice Ford. Alice, how are you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I got all the slang up in here. I'm so excited to talk about this episode, guys. Let's go. Yeah, okay. Let's not ever do that again. Alice, I don't have... I don't know why that just didn't feel right. That was like the all lives matter of movement, but I appreciate (laughs) having you, especially because you have a lot of uh, personal stunt stunt experience. So you know how things work. And speaking of people who know how things work, who we would never bring up in that conversation, of course, is Jeff Williams, who knows how nothing works except all things comic folks as he handles so many comic panels. Yes, I was about to say, I know how you work because we've been on panels multiple times. But yes, either way, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Glad to um, talk about Supergirl. Or Star Girl. Star Girl. Let me yeah. get the right, let me get, let me talk about the right show. I understand that all women look alike to you, Jeff. However, Star Girl, very different <laughs> and actually very succinct, even though they're both on CW, this one has the DC presence of mind. And of course, I am Tehran, who is the epicenter of DC presence of mind. All things DC, all things comic books, and all things just of all things. I will be your host as we talk DC Stargirl Season 1, Episode 8, Shiv Part 2, which is, fi- is, which is finishing the story arc, which was begun last week's episode. We will be breaking down this episode as thus. Should we tell Barbara the truth? That is the question that we we debate in the beginning of the episode. Cindy has a daddy moment. Oh, no, this guy's abusive. Mike and Courtney, brother and sister moment. Oh, we need to give Mike some lines. Pat's heart to heart with the staff. Riley and Icicle. Dr. Midnight makes a house call. Cindy makes one too. Shiv and Stargirl part two. And I mean that in all the world star ways possible. Brainwave Jr. We, of course, have our special segment, Stars and Stripes, where Shay will break down a part of the show from show into comic book reality. We have amazing news and gossip you're going to want to stay tuned for. A special guest tease. And, of course, our quick, rapid predictions where we pull out that crystal ball. Before we get to all that, I want to know from all of you what your overall thoughts were on this episode. Alice Ford. I mean, my first thought on the episode was, oh, my God, Pat's car. I was so sad. I I love cars, too. And that was a sad moment. But I honestly love the episode. I love, like, the moments with Mike. I loved the moments with Cindy. And, like, she kind of had me going for a little bit also. I loved, like, seeing Henry and, like, his confusion and terror of discovering his powers and the fights. And even just, like, Yolanda and um, Beth 
going into Cindy's house. So I really love the episode overall and I can't wait to talk more about it. And I can't wait to discuss the family orientation with you, Alice, because I know you're very family oriented as you are filming this from your grandmother's den, which is so beautiful. We love your scenery. Um, Jeff Williams, what was your overall thought on this week's episode? I actually really like this episode and I've start. I'm like grown this season and series is growing on me honestly because I was hesitant with the amount of characters they were going to have to develop that it was going to be a lot because other shows deal with that but this episode showed that they can deal with a lot of storylines and still execute all of them well and still move the storyline storyline along well and that was great and there was a lot of action included so I love this episode well we appreciate you and of course we will find out where people can find you on twitch Jeff you're on twitch right Oh, yeah. There's no lights for no reason. Yeah, because if your room wasn't twitched up, I would have to call the police. And, of course, Shay, what were your overall thoughts on this week's overall, episode? Overall, I thought this episode was really amazing. I agree with Alice. The whole, like, destroying the car really hurt me because I loved it as a, just a statement piece of who car of who Pat was as a person. I love Cindy's little game she played with Courtney in her house. And Courtney, for the most part, didn't say a word. Her face gave her away the whole time. I thought that was amazingly done. And then obviously when she said at the end, Stargirl, I'm going to come back for you. It's not today's the day, but I will come back. I just thought that was an amazing scene to see. And of course, the Mike and Courtney moment of him just being like, you're my sister. I'm down. I love the entire episode. I appreciate all of your overall thoughts. And because especially everyone's, heartfelt goodbye to the 1955 Buick hardtop that we saw. It was a sad moment, especially if you're a car lover. That is a special car. I thought this episode was really good because we jumped to another confrontation between Stargirl and Shiv. It was an amazingly fun confrontation. It was fight. And I don't mean the actual physical altercation. I mean the game of cat and mouse that, that Cindy played at Courtney's house. I felt anxious. I felt the 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 rise in and right when you thought it was all good, Cindy drops casually, drops the bombshell. By the way, I know you're Stargirl. Do you think I wouldn't notice you with that stupid mask? And it was just such a real moment. The Mike and Courtney moment, I wasn't a fan of because it seems like they're underutilizing Mike's character and don't know exactly what to do with him. So they keep trying to insert him when we can just wait and trust the storyline to unfold. Hopefully Mike plays the role, which all all of us as a panel discussed last week, where he becomes he becomes the helper. He gets to be he gets to be the Barbara Gordon and he's at home making all the plays. So we're hoping for that montage to happen, of course. Other than that, every Stargirl episode has been fun, fast, and action-packed. And this was no no surprise and no different, especially as the team goes to the house. But before we get to the house, what we're in a moral dilemma. What or if should we tell Barbara yes or no and why? Jeff Williams. Yes. Multiple times, yes. I'm surprised it's taken this long for Pat to, well, he still hasn't said anything, but for him not to say anything. I get that Courtney doesn't want her to want her to know because she's going to say no. That is her parent. That is her mom. She literally gave birth to her. So for, I got frustrated for Pat for not saying anything, mm. even though Courtney was crying and saying that we can tell her after the fact. 
like what's going to happen after the, the ISA. Like there's going to be another villain. Maybe she's, I mean, she is new to the superhero game, but there always are other villains. So saying let's wait till later. I didn't like that. Interesting. Now we know who the August Alcina of our crew is. Shay, what do you think? Should they tell Barbara? Yes, I'm sorry. I agree with Jeff. I, I felt so frustrated at Pat in that entire scene. You married this woman. You bridged two families together. And granted, you didn't go out with the um, idea of your stepdaughter, uh, your stepdaughter becoming Stargirl, being one with the staff. You didn't expect that, but it happened. And you can't, if something bad happens to her or something really terrible happens that you can't explain away and she finds out, oh, you in trouble. Get out of my house trouble. I don't want to see you no more trouble. And it seems like it's already causing conflict between the two, the way Barbara interacted with Pat. Uh, at least now we know who the Jada Pinkett of our panel is. Alice, what are your, th- your thoughts on telling Barbara, yes or no? I don't know. This is a tough one. I think that he should tell her at some point, but also like, has he even told her anything about his past, about like being part of the JSA and Starman and any of that because if he hasn't even said that she's probably just going to be like what the heck are you talking about this is insane and I don't even believe you so I think she she has to be told eventually but I'm not sure this is the right time so I'm kind of like a little bit with Pat and Courtney right now I completely understand where you're coming from Will Smith I understand (laughs) where you're where you're coming from you don't think everyone should know because it's really no one's business I get that We get a denial from Shay. We get the, all right, let's tell from Jeff. I'm going to have to say that after listening to everyone on the panel, while I fundamentally want to agree with Alice, I have to agree with Jeff. I have to say, you made the strongest argument when you said that is her mother. It's her mother. And the fact that Pat knows, and if Pat didn't know, that would be a different story. I understand child lying to parent. Do I understand one parent lying to other parent when one parent is not the actual parent? Once again, it'd be different if he was stepdad since her birth. Then we would have a much bigger claim. I, I'm going to have to say I understand. And while, while once again, I don't think it's best for Barbara to know, I understand why she should know. And those are two different things. Morals and ethics are also two different things. And morally, Barbara has every right to know, has every right to know that her daughter is partaking in such a dangerous excursion. We should be aware of that, especially because it's going to cause a lot of conflict for Pat and Barbara. Keeping this kind of secret, I know if that was my child, I would be furious at the person. And also, as we saw in part one, consequences are to be had. This was just a car crash, quote unquote, as I throw up air quotes, the next time, it could be she fatally drowned. What, what are you going to make up then? So let's be wary of that. I wonder what everyone in the chat and the comments are saying. Shay, is the chat getting lively? Do we have a lot of comments? Yeah. Um, Ivan Soto says that they shouldn't tell, um, shouldn't tell Barbara. Renji says that... Sorry, of course, Ivan Soto would say that. Renji says she's going to find out anyway. At least she wouldn't be blindsided and more prepared. I like Renji. Renji is in a good relationship. Renji knows how relationships are made. 
Peyton Stark says no Barbara finding out is going to put her in danger, especially when her boss is a member of the ISA. Oh, Peyton brings a different angle. That's a different piece of information. Yeah. Also, I think Jazzy Jones said the same thing. It was just really earlier, uh, and I just wanted to listen. To Sorry, Jazzy. Peyton gets the credit. Sorry. Look, Sorry, Jazzy. How many how many super show, superhero shows do we need to hear? I didn't tell you. I'm trying to protect you. For us to know, that's not the right thing to do. I understand you confused this with Supergirl and Supergirl and Lena had their problems. However, this is Stargirl, Jeff. Please, this is a different Caucasian female with blonde hair who has some type of superhero abilities. Thank you. I'm here for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alice. <laughs> I mean, you somebody in the chat brought up a different too. question. What's uh, the different oh. question? Well, it brought up an interesting question. Uh, MVP Life 22 says when Courtney told Barbara about um, her father, air quote, uh, was a superhero, she didn't believe her. Oh, so does Barbara believe? You know what she might believe? Seeing the staff and seeing Stargirl <laughs> fly around. Like, there's no better proof than proof. Like, there's none. <laughs> like, looking at it, like, look at me fly. And, uh, and even then, people still are in disbelief. But at least you can say, I told you so. I let you know. So that's one of the, one of the rules. Alice, does any of this help change your mind? Yes or no? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she's not going to believe them at first. I agree with that. Um, I do think she needs to know at some point. I just, you know, I think she's going to get in the way at this point. And yeah, Barbara, I think it will affect. getting in the way. <laughs> And also it's icicle. It's like, who knows, you know, what's going to happen with that? Is he going to freeze her? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, do we want be Barbara to be, be tortured? But then again, if Barbara doesn't know, then she doesn't even know to look out for something. And then she could be taken hostage. Oh my gosh, my mind is blowing with all these ideas. Thank you so much for the comments, chats. Everyone who listens to us on iTunes and give us, gives us those five stars, continue to do so. Give us more Throw up those thumbs up. Give us those likes. Keep those comments going. I try to get to as many comments as humanly possible. I appreciate each and every one of you. You are, if not as much more so, a part of the chat and, and panel as all of us here in home studio. So thank you so much for making us the greatest star girl after show. Not my opinion, all of yours, and the ESPN of TV Talk. Back to the discussion of the episode. Barbara and Icicle, was that not a date? Yes or no? Jeff. Was it a date? No. Yes or no? No. Shay. It, it felt like it was trying to be. It shouldn't have been. But yes, I actually thought it looked like more of a date. Ooh, Shay. Alice. It looked like a date? If it looks like a date and talks <laughs> like a date and it talks like a date, it might just be your side piece. We'll find out more as that develops. Cindy and her dad have a moment. So Cindy goes in and dad, wow, talk about Dragon King. Shay, what are your thoughts? Thank God that's not my daddy. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I'll was, be honest. He was, I didn't he was like a very brutal. Daddy. I didn't like you calling him daddy. I, I'll be very honest. Okay, he was, was I'm glad he's not my father. How about that? It was that just a little uncomfortable for me. Um, I'm so glad he's not my father because no, I did not want you to take off that hood. And I, I did like, I fought Stargirl. Like I'm in a way, like I thought she did, she handled herself pretty well. I mean, she didn't kill her, 
but she wounded her that should give me some type of credit but apparently unless i maim or kill somebody i don't get no love from you oh alice i think that the dragon king had some pent-up frustration and anger about cindy killing his wife um that he's never going to get over and so he obviously has like a lot of hatred for her i definitely thought he was a bit scary in the scene and was like oh don't take off your head um but then i i would also love to know from you guys that are like superhero experts like how he became half lizard but maybe we'll find that out i guess later in our special segment if not this week maybe next week jeff yeah i i really enjoyed that that interaction honestly i think it was it was about time someone put her in her place put shiv in her place and i think her dad was the perfect person for it when he said don't make me take off the mask that was like don't make me take off the belt i really enjoyed that and it was it was like do it but um but yeah and it was funny though she literally or the the dragon king said this is your graduation gown that means she's working towards it (laughs) sorry she's working towards it that means you're not supposed to be wearing this right now you're not supposed to be going out there Mm. so if you didn't kill her that means you're already doing things wrong. So just another thing he's going after her for. That's amazing, Jeff, because now I know you should never have children. So thank you for letting us know if that interaction <laughs> appealed to you in some way. Has it ever occurred to you that maybe that continuation of interaction is what created Cindy to be Cindy? How closed off and guarded she is, that Cindy's actually in a lot of pain, that when she said, I need a friend, that was the most sincere thing she has ever said on the entirety of the show when she was speaking to Courtney, who, of course, she still dropped the concept of, I know you're Stargirl on. But when she said, I need a friend, she actually meant that because she does need a friend. She doesn't have a family life. She doesn't have a social life. She doesn't even have parent life. All she has is this, is this desire to please her father with her amount of evil, that isn't truly who she really is. It's who she's programmed to be. And that's what makes it sad. She killed her mother at a very early age, coming to age with her power. Many of us do simple things as teenagers as get teenage rebellion and angst, maybe come home after curfew. She killed her mother, who her father seemingly loved. However, we don't know. And also, her father is a very grumpy old man. He was Big in the 40s. It's 2020, and this guy's still dragon kinging around. We've seen this before. We've seen this old man before. He tells you to get off his lawn, and he brings out a shotgun. So I'm not a huge fan. Do I like the interaction because of the storyline? Yes. But do I like the interaction on an interpersonal, intrapersonal, empathetic, sympathetic, compassionate level? Some Because I... Deep down on the out, I know on the outside, I act like I don't care, but deep down, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just that guy. I don't know what to do. I try I try to care, but I can't. I want to care. I want to care. Maybe next week. Mike and Courtney, brother and sister moment. We saw Cindy and her dad. Now we see the exact opposite in Mike and Courtney. What were your thoughts on that brother-sister interaction, Jeff Williams? You kind of hit it spot on earlier. I want more from Mike. I like his character. I like his spunk. I like his um, naivety when, when I say that. And his, he's, he's young. He's not naive, but he's young. And I like that spunk for especially a young cast. So adding that dynamic to an already 
spunky, different cast. I think it could be great, and I want him to join the JSA. But I don't need the quick here, just get a couple lines so they know you're still in the episode because that's kind of what it felt like. I didn't re- – the interaction just didn't seem real. It just seemed kind of forced, unfortunately. Shay, did you feel it was forced, Shay? I thought it was more of a situation where I just said something mean to my sister and the next moment I saw her, she's in a hospital and she's coming home with her hand dropped and her face cut. So, oh, maybe I should reevaluate what I just said because it mm. has consequences. Like I might not know the last thing I'll say to a person and this will happen to them. So in that situation of what's happened with Mike and Courtney, I thought it was realistic for him to feel some type of remorse and be like, oh, okay, so maybe you, you are my sister. Maybe like me having to share my dad is going to be a good thing. I've never had to fight for him before. So I'm learning that as well. I can share him with you and you can become my sister and I don't have to go on the attack all the time. So that's how I felt. Alice, did you have these feelings? Shay, I kind of, I kind of agree with Shay and Jeff. Um, I thought it was a little bit forced, but I also have a sister and (laughs) we get into fights a lot. And like, sometimes you like have to force yourself to say something nice (laughs) um so I get both sides and I I do think it was a little bit forced though like just with the writing but I do like that they had the interaction and I like that they're maybe starting to get a little bit closer so that we can get to kind of what we talked about last week with him becoming part of the team well I actually thought it was very interesting that these two I did feel it was forced especially coming off directly after last episode but I also agree with Alice to agree with both Shay and Jeff where it was forced but it was I regret what I said because it seems that it was a direct karma result a universal result in what happened of course Mike doesn't know that it wasn't a car crash and thinks that maybe I said it and then this happened and when I realized the consequences of my words and therefore my actions I understood the consequences of my emotional lack of well-being. So I can appreciate that, but it does look like they're underutilizing Mike. They can use him so much more, and I hope that we see that come to life. I also want to see if we see the, uh, the staff come to life. Now, Pat has already had to let go of his 1955 Buick, which was the only time I saw Courtney show a bit of remorse towards Pat in that discussion now. He's having a heart-to-heart with the staff where he makes a passionate plea. Please, staff, do not take Courtney into danger. Please. I don't know. Alice, did you find it being heartfelt? Did you find it being unnecessary? Did you think it worked? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it was necessary. I mean, I think he knows that the staff is like some sort of being. Um... And it obviously did work to some extent, or it started to, and then the staff was like, oh, wait, everyone else is in danger, never mind. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, it was a little weird. It was kind of like kooky and made me laugh. But um, yeah, I think it was, it, I think it helped a little bit. And maybe it will help down the road as well with like him, the staff, I should say, like having a thought before just racing off into danger. Mm. Jeff. I agree that it was kind of quirky, kind of like lighthearted, but I actually feel that that hurt the scene. I feel that 
his character is like that, but the scene, what it was needed for was a serious moment because he's always been, Pat has always been so serious. You need to take this serious. This is life or death. He's having a serious moment with the staff that he knows is like real, that he knows can kind of control where Courtney goes saying, you need to watch out for her. And then for it not to respond, for it kind of have a little lackluster ending or a joking ending, I think it kind of took away from that scene. Took away. Shay, did it take away or are you going to take it away? Go ahead, Shay. I thought the scene itself, it was necessary because like he actually had a great point. When you found Starman, he was a grown man. This is a teenage girl. That means the rules have changed Mm. and you have to change with them. Mm. So I thought that was so above the board, so necessary for him to have that conversation. Now that Jeff said it, I can't see why he felt a little lackluster. But overall, the message of it, for me, I was there for it. Mm. Love that, Shay, because I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to give you the points on that one. I, I agree. You made a great, compelling argument when you said, when you found Starman, he was already a grown-up. This is a teenager. Take it differently. Here's my, here's my concern. Pat understands that the staff is a sentient being. The staff, for some reason, just does not like to respond to Pat. Even the staff is mean to Pat, which I don't understand. However, the Pat who gave this amazing speech is also the Pat that's actually encouraging this behavior to begin with. More importantly, the staff listened for all of half a second. Like, come on, staff. No, I'm not working. Come on, staff. All right, let's go. Well, either work or don't work. You can't have it halfway. Second second guessing is only, only going to get this this young girl killed so either you have to be all for it or not for it at all you can't be a half there's no such thing as a halfway crook so the 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 staff scene was nice but i also think that the staff really just didn't listen and it it seemed to be uh it, it lacked it lacked a climax it was anticlimactic when the staff went along with it with no argument from courtney whatsoever uh riley and icicle so we get Icicle on the date, leaves the date early uh, with Barbara to go and say, hey, hey, uh, Riley, you Mr. Riley, used to, you work at Five Brand Chemical. Uh, what about Bannerman Waste Disposal? Did you used to work there? Yeah, well, I'm going to freeze the door. Oh, you, you were part of the reason my wife died, even though you're one of how many executives at that company. But you did something specifically. So this is justice. I mean vengeance, but they look exactly the same to me because I'm a villain. How did that scene play out for you, Shay? Okay, so just can somebody remind me of this so I make sure I got that scene correct. So he worked at the company, Banner's company, and though technically he did not profit from it, but because he didn't say anything, that's his punishment. He he promoted seven times after that. He They said, he talked about the promotion. It's like, yo, you're, you got these promotions. And here's the thing. You're looking at a world right now where silence is compliance. That's a societal norm we look at. So if you kept your mouth shut, you're as much as part of the problem as the problem itself. Okay, so I see why. But personally, I... I would have just liked him to torture him a little bit longer, but that's just me. And I'm just mean, apparently. So. Yeah. Yeah. I take back all the relationship things I said about you, Shay. I take back all of them. (laughs) You're not a good person. Uh, (laughs) Alice, what were your thoughts? I mean, I think this is obviously going to spin into him getting vengeance on everyone that worked there. And I don't blame him. I mean, 
people that are compliant are evil. I mean, there's even like in society today, like the people that worked for Teflon or like other chemical organizations that have been killing people. I mean, all those people know what's going on, at least at the higher ups, and they've done nothing. So I'm with Icicle on this. Mm. Icicle, we got two killers on the squad. Yeah. <laughs> no, what are your thoughts? I I really, I'm going to say I liked it. I'm, I'm about it as well. I was going to just go a different way. It just shows you how methodical it is. It just shows you how psychopathic he is. It, it shows you how much stuff is going on in his head because we're all focused on, He's on a date with Barbara. He's focused on, I'm going to go kill this person that some that had something to do with my wife adjacent. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was thinking three steps ahead of everybody, and it shows you how crazy, in a sense, he is, but how evil he is. And and I loved every second of it because it was just so stoic. He's like, yeah, you were part of it, and I'm going to kill you. And I just got off a date with Barbara, but it's fine. So, so I, we're I all calling it. the Barbara interaction a date, and I love that about us. He did look back at Barbara as he went on his way to murder Mr. Riley. I would say this. We talked, we actually talked to, uh, we talked to Icicle last week, correct? Yeah. And yes. we had a great time. Great guy. Neil Jackson, wonderful person. Great guy. Icicle, being humanized. And I'll tell you why. Not only did he say, all the things you did to kill my wife. That's actually, basically, he's in Antifa. I mean, he's one step away from being a social movement. And it actually made me think, well, if this is the movement for better America, well, maybe this isn't the worst thing ever. You want to break down these destructive corporations. You want basically kill one less person. You're Bernie Sanders, buddy. Like, I felt that Jordan... Jordan's story is a lot more compelling than Icicle. Icicle, of course, freezes the door and freezes Mr. Riley, but Jordan's speech, when I say Jordan, I'm separating, of course, the man from the myth, and the concept of Jordan's speech was actually very poignant. You closed your eyes, you watched the dumping, you let the waste chemicals, you let all these things happen. This will not happen under my watch. I will make America great. Again, I'm sure he's running for president somewhere. So we'll find out. We'll find out more. Let's see Dr. Midnight making a house hall. Here we get Beth showing up to the house with the crew. The crew is very upset. Let's start with that. Beth, Yolanda, Rick. And I'm pretty sure there are more people in Belle Biv DeVoe, but I can't remember their names either. So Beth, Yolanda, and Rick, um, right before they sing Poison, or, or Cool It Down, or any of those new edition songs they sing, they start having a conversation about what happened with Courtney, and they are mad, especially Rick. Rick is so mad. Uh, Yolanda is neutral in the middle there, like upset, obviously, but doesn't know what to do. And Beth becomes the voice of reason. Reason, that was the first interaction. Alice, what did you think about their interaction as a group? Yeah, I mean, I think it showed their differences really well. I mean, obviously, Rick, we know, is a hothead and gets really angry. And so he was doing what he does. And then I think Yolanda is kind of indifferent sometimes and and needs leadership. So I like that Beth stepped into that role where normally Courtney would be like, I've got an idea. Um, So I liked it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. She liked it. Shay, did you like it? 
I did. And I liked it because of the fact that for the longest time, we everybody just sees Beth as this like quiet mouse. But girl got some fire. Like I, I really love that moment. She just like, she read Rick. First of all, she read him. And I think he's something he needed to hear too. And she's like, I care about each and every one of you, even if before today or last week, none of you wanted to sit at the table with me. But right now we're here and I have a plan. If you want to hear it and how we can actually uh, go forth with it, let me know. Mm. So I love Beth in that scene. Beth made the scene. Jeff, make a scene. You guys are correct. It was needed, though. Like you said, Shay, we've been talking about this. She needed to step up. She was the, unfortunately, she was the least superhero of the group. She was the one that was just talking too much. She had powers because she had a goggle. But this time, she had the plan. She took action. She was the one in danger. Like, she was the leader in this situation. And it was great to see. And it was needed for her character to kind of have that, yo, I'm a superhero, too. I'm part of the team. Watch out. I might be second in command. You know, Beth did make that scene. Beth's power showed her logic. She's taking on this mantle, a leadership role that we do not see Courtney taking. That's a different perspective. We see something very similar, uh, actually, in in uh, um, when when Courtney is unable to find her way, we see a very similar concept in Watchmen, actually. Uh, which is another technically DC property where we see the concept of, of Al stepping up into that leadership, that, that brain, the I'm going to be the brain part. I'm going to be the logic. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the leader. Even if I'm not the most powerful member, I'm the one that sees more and knows more wisdom is itself its own superpower. So I'm so glad that Beth stepped up. We get that furtherance of this is the plan to go to Cindy's house. They go to Cindy's house and they go for it. Pat shows up and we get the whole comedic Pat, Beth, this is my father, stepdad, adopted dad, conversation with Bobby to get into the house. Let's talk about that conversation, of course, in all the iterations of of everything that came to pass right before Cindy gets home. So remember, this is all the things of, of, of Beth searching the house, all the things that happened between Pat and Bobby, all of these things, whichever part you'd like to discuss, but let's not go further than Cindy, Alice Ford. This like scene was like a nail biter for me. I mean, just getting into the house was really funny, but then Beth just like, I was honestly surprised because I felt like it was a little bit out of character for her to be so like investigative and not like scared or anything like that and she just kept going and I kept thinking like oh god don't go any farther it's like that like scream or something where you're like don't go in there (laughs) and every time she went farther and then of course when she's like underneath in the tunnels and I just kept thinking like oh she's not gonna keep going this is like way too scary for her and then she kept going so it was really surprising and then she's up in the room so I was surprised and also like biting my nails during this whole scene um I also really thought that Bobby it's interesting because you know that she's like been built like a minion but then she's got like very human qualities in this scene also so I was like oh well I was a little confused on that as to like how she was created, I guess, to be so human when she's not really. Yeah, she was very Stepford wife last episode, but this 
she had a lot of step for that wife. If you don't run, you don't <laughs> No? Okay, Shay, what were your thoughts? <laughs> Um, I just want to shout out the chat real quick. Um, Dr. Lee too says Beth stepped up, but that plan was absolute trash. And <laughs> Peyton and Peyton Stark said Beth is the felicity of the team. Ooh. As for the episode itself, uh, I mean uh, uh, that scene itself. First of all, the goggles. You could have waited. I would have just waited to another moment when you're not in the same room as Bobby's put on glasses. But okay, cool. Let that slide. Pat, why would you fix this woman's disposal? when you don't know who she is. I mean, granted, we in Blue Valley, quote unquote. And then she all with her, she, are you, I legit want to know if she's human though. Like, I think that's a bigger part for me about who Bobby is as a person. Is she machine or is she human? Because she is, if she's human, girl, okay, cool. I understand that feeling that you were feeling. But if you're just mimicking what you think a separate wife would want from a gentleman caller that is not her husband who doesn't do it right, I got questions and concerns. For Beth going into the secret lair, I'll, I would have just took the number and then went to search Cindy's room. I don't need to go in somewhere. I, that's totally. something for later use. That's something I can use. The number is legit. It's nineteen ninety nine. You ain't gonna forget it. It's a year and a party. Go about your life. You did not need to go searching for things, especially when you started losing Chuck. That's the best time to turn back around. That's all I gotta say. It seems like you are our voice of reason, Shay Jeff. Look, I loved every second of Bobby, the half cyborg, half human, whatever, <laughs> whatever she is. I loved it because like it kept, it kept giving me so many questions. Like when the goggles were on, it literally said we could not tell you who this person is. There was no facial recognition. But yet she had human she had human tendencies. And then she's like, wait, someone's showing me attention. Maybe I should start showing him attention. Maybe he wants some of me. So I, I just love that. And for some reason, Pat is a ladies man in this whole series and just just episode by episode new lady by new lady he's like look y'all i have a wife even though she's on a date with an icicle i have a wife so no i i love that um actually that little known fact it's actually in luke wilson's contract to be hit on by every woman who's attractive on the show it's actually in his contract. who is a well, look, age. Need, he's like i need um, his agent i need his agent but no the whole scene was great and i loved his dynamic with um one of the members with uh, I can't even think of her name and we just talked about it but I love I love Pat and the whole the whole cast and I love that scene with Beth I couldn't well yeah Pat and Beth in that scene specifically their banter and how they're both the comedic aspect they worked well together they they are very similar in that ideology of who they are they are the Ones who we get surprised when they're brave. They're the more logical, the wiser of all of them. She is the stripesy of the group. So I appreciate Beth. Her her plan was trash. Let's just go inside the house. And it's like, look, I, I'm trying to be a cheerleader. Oh, I can't do it. She, the, But they do go inside. They do go inside. And she does go downstairs. I agree with Shay. She should have turned around once it di- didn't work. Investigate. Also, she took the picture. Not great investigation. Uh, yeah, bad idea. Exactly. You she's leave things where they're supposed Let's to leave. Be. Let's leave, Beth. You you have super goggles. You don't have super strength. You don't have superpowers. You have super <laughs> goggles. Do you understand? That will not protect Your you in Yeah, basically, you have Google glasses. That is what you have. Your superpower are Google glasses. So thankfully, Yolanda comes to her rescue as Cindy gets home. But let's talk about one of the one of the two things. We're gonna put these two together. Let's talk about how they get out. Yolanda gets saved. 
Yolanda saves them. They're all working together. And Pat goes along with the plan, which seems to be her downfall. Now, let's talk about these two things in separate entities. First, Cindy going over to Courtney's house. Wow. Talk about a nail biter, Jeff. Yeah. You're talking about when Cindy went over to Courtney's house? I love that scene because I thought Cindy, Cindy like played it off so well. Oh, my gosh. Like the whole time the acting was great. Honestly, I just was mad that Courtney kind of was so obvious about it. It kind of took away from the fact that Cindy played her part so well. Because if she was, if Courtney was so obvious, no, no crap, you're star girl. You're scared of me even to talk. So I was way more impressed with Shiv. And I wish star girl or Courtney kind of would have played it off more to, to sell that scene. I mean, it could have been, hey, I'm wary that you're here after the attitude you gave me at the football game. But definitely was, do you know or don't you know? And Cindy played it so well all the way to the end. Alice. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Jeff on this one. I mean, I was a little bit, Cindy was kind of selling me too. I was like, does she know or does she not know? But yeah, Courtney was just like so obvious, just like, oh my God, you know, like. Can you do the face again? Do the face again. Can we get the face again? That's the face. That was literally. (laughs) Hold on, I didn't have my phone up. Let's get get a a frozen screenshot of that face, please. (laughs) Okay. No, but I agree. I mean, it was just like. Yeah, I wish Courtney had, like, maybe gone along with it a little bit to try and convince Cindy that she wasn't, you know, that she was going along with it just to, but whatever. I mean, it was good. She convinced me, so I enjoyed it. Wow. I, I hope you enjoyed it as much as well, Shay. What were your thoughts? I love Cindy's part. Exactly. I have a theory. Like, what if she was just playing like, oh, I'm just drugged up right now. You're in my house and we just had the interaction. So I don't like my face is just like, I don't know. No, no. She was definitely shook. Yeah, I know. Like, it was too, was it was shook. too obvious. <laughs> it was, I wanted to give her, let me have the benefit of giving her like some little wiggle room in there. Um, but yeah, the face was just like. <laughs> we had a question last week, which was. Who would win in a real fight, Cindy or Courtney? A hundred percent, Cindy would really win. Totally. Like Cindy was so strong. Like honestly, Cindy's amazing. I kind of want her to win. So now we get to the real fight. Courtney goes headstrong as always into uh, Cindy's home and confronts Cindy, and of course it turns into a fight that spills out in the streets. Now we're in the streets, Shay. Now we're in the streets. What yep. did you think of that fight? That was the most epic night shoot scene for my life first of all you got thrown out your <laughs> thrown out your house landed right in front of your boyfriend's car and you're just displaying powers you never had before to, like in front of him so either I mean granted you do you have a whole there's a whole star spangled person in front of you with the staff so you're not really worried about him but you just like at that point I don't like nothing is left to lose and the fact that you're thinking so hard and so clear, like, help me, help me defeat her. I don't know if you, she didn't even think he had power. So the fact that you were thinking this whole time, what? And then his blast, it was just like, I feel like he's wanted to do that for years. He wanted to do that for years, basically, he's, if he could have. He's, he's had it in him. Cindy brought it out. As always, your significant other brings out the best in you, Jeff. Yes, and you guys always bring out the best in me. 
But that last scene, that last scene was so dope. But I, I love the part where there were so many different storylines. Like, obviously, Cindy and Courtney, but then with Henry there, there was a lot of, wait, what's going on? Does she even like me? Or is she just there because she was told to be there, as in Shiv? And then there's just, like, when Shiv flew out the building, or flew out the house and then saw Henry, she didn't really care because at the end of the day, she knows she's only there for a reason. Like, it's not her boyfriend. She's not lying. She doesn't care anymore. She does and, and that's the best part about this, I mean, honestly, this show. I don't know where she's going to land because, obviously, we have the good guys and we have the ISA, we have the bad guys. Where does she fit? Where does Henry fit? Those are the wild cards that I'm, I'm loving about this show, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Cannot wait. Alice, how did you appeal to that fight? Yeah, I love the fight, but I, I loved it even more, I think, because Henry showed up. And I also really wondered at what point the staff was going to take Courtney away, which he obviously didn't. But I thought for a long time, that like, oh, he's going to listen to Pat. And like, at some point, the staff is going to be like, this is too dangerous and fly her somewhere else. Um, so that was like a thought that I had during the fight. But I love the interaction with Henry. And just like, I also really love when Courtney realizes that like Henry is reading her thoughts as well. And just like, oh, crap, like, you know, and I also thought his head was going to explode when he started going, oh, um, I was like, oh, God, his brain's going to explode. <laughs> You're just a gruesome person, Alice. Well, the fight was epic. Getting brainwave, as we see, he develops his powers slowly. He's looking for pills and then he finds the key, finds the, the lair and sees who his father really is. And we're leaving it at that as we get into next week's episode. Let's jump to Stars and Stripes very quickly with Shay. Give us a, a, a little tidbit of what we need to know. Okay, so Shiv, funny enough, also Easter egg, which somebody also in the chat mentioned, the fact that the number is 1999, that was the first appearance of Stars and Stripes number one, the first comic book, mm. August 1999. So that's some little, you know, knowledge for you. And today we're talking about Shiv, obviously being the daughter of the Dragon King. Uh, she was sent to be educated in the best schools in the world, never wanting for anything but to please her father. Uh, her father, and she followed in his criminal footsteps as a deadly blade wielding Shiv. So when Dragon King made the home in Blue Valley, uh, you know, they went to, uh, they went up against obviously Courtney, who was Stargirl, and that follows her journey within the comic books. And eventually she does join the ISA, at least in the comic books, how that will work in this um, adaptation we have on television. It's going to be fun to see. It's interesting to watch. Also, it's nice to know that Shiv is not just her name. It's what she does. Um, yeah. Let's get into some news and gossip, shall we? So quickly, news and gossip, guys. We're coming back for season two. Stargirl got picked up. Yes, it did. Yay. So we'll be back. And tease. Soon. Give us that tease. Who do we have oh, showing up? And we have two guests coming in for the next two weeks. On the 14th and the 21st, we have one, a kid of a villain. And I won't tell you which one. And Ooh. we have one member of the JSA. That's how I'm going to put it. <laughs> I was going to say, how are you going to tease it? How are you going to tease it? I know, right? <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Let's get into a quick one-line predictions. I'm going to start the crystal ball over there. One-line predictions. Let's get into it with the crystal ball. Jeff. Jenny Williams is a member, is a daughter or of an ISA member. Ooh. 
I like this. I like this shape. Henry, uh, it's going to be hard to convince Henry, but I think he will choose the JSA in the end. I'm going to say it like that. Interesting. Interesting. And Alice. I was going to say the same thing as Shay. I think Henry's going to need a lot of convincing. It's okay. It's okay. I actually think that Barbara's connected to the JSA and none of us know how yet, but she's Ooh. going to be a more prominent member than we think. And it's not the end of the sword wielding guy. If you think about that, it's not the end of us either, even though it's the end of this episode of After Buzz. Before we go, where can people find you if you want to be found, Alice Ford? You guys can find me here on YouTube at Alice Ford Adventures or on Instagram at Alice's Adventures on Earth. Jeff Williams, the 15th. You guys already know to continue the conversation on my Twitch at Jeff Will Jr. and all your social media platforms. And of course, Shay, the know-it-all Jones. Ding, ding, ding. You guys can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, do the Dish Upon a Star Instagram account at Dish Upon a Star underscore where I do Sunday shows with your favorite stars from your favorite shows and movies. And of course, I am Tehran, literally, at I am Tehran all across the board. Find me, show me love, show me hate. Just show me who you are on all social media platforms. And you can find me hosting and paneling on a slew of other After Buzz After Shows because all of your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows too. Until next week, when we talk more Stargirl. Okay, we don't have a Stargirl bye, but we should get one, right? <laughs> bye. Peace. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.